Hi, and welcome to the Authentic Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Ritma. This is a marketing podcast like you haven't heard before. It's about real connections and honest conversations. Why am I here? To remind you that you can fly. If you're brave enough to listen to that calling inside you, I'm here to serve you and show you that marketing can and should be honest, that the truth sells and authenticity wins. So how can businesses and brands build a real and authentic audience? The Authentic Audience Podcast gives you insight into growing your business and marketing strategies to gain real followers and loyal customers. Each week, I create a space of radical honesty for thought leaders and entrepreneurs who have built successful businesses to share their insights on business, marketing, relationships, life, and spirituality. Each episode is sure to remind you the power of storytelling and truth selling. Get ready to get real, get raw, get honest, and keep growing. Lisa White is an IVF coach specializing in helping women navigate the emotional ride of IVF while staying empowered on their path to motherhood. She's the author of the number one best-selling book, Hold On Baby, a soulful guide to riding the ups and downs of infertility and IVF. Lisa is the creator of the IVF Soul Align Method, a framework she's lived, documented, and now guides others through. Lisa has personally navigated through the long road of IVF and experienced multiple setbacks and surgeries along the way. After two egg retrievals, she and her husband were able to get one healthy embryo. Their daughter is now four and a half. As a lifelong practitioner of manifestation and intentional living, she has made her miracle mindset a way of life. Lisa provides virtual coaching support to women around the world in both private, one-on-one, and intimate group settings. Um, After reading or hearing that bio, you know exactly why Lisa is here, Mm -hmm. and this conversation is so important to me, so welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Krista. It's really um, cool to learn about what you do, and we've been connected now for a little while and have sort of been enjoying each other's work. And during my pregnancy and during my friend's IVF journeys, I just have learned so mm. much. Yeah. I'm almost embarrassed to admit as a woman or someone who identifies as a woman that birthing person that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And um, how much sort of information and education is required to give birth and to have a pregnancy hundred percent naturally, let alone go through an entire IVF journey. Like there's just yeah. so much. It's a whole nother world. <laughs> it's a whole nother world. And <clears throat> I feel lucky that I have so many close friends, um, experiencing somewhere on the IVF path and that there's somebody like you that exists, um, mm-hmm. to support them. And, I'm really learning with them as I go. So I thought before we began, you could just start by telling us a little bit more about yourself, your journey, anything that feels important to share. And then we'll sort of set the groundwork with what IVF really means and what the journey is like before we get into some of the nitty gritty. Oh my gosh. Well, it's such an honor to be here with you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this whole experience of IVF, it's not one that many people plan to go through and um, stands for in vitro fertilization. And we can get into that in a little bit, but um, yeah, my husband and I, we experienced challenges um, trying to start a family And I was in my later thirties my husband was in his early mid forties and we began the route of fertility testing. 
And um, you shared a bit of what we went through, two egg retrievals to get one healthy embryo after genetic testing. And I had made a lot of setbacks, surgeries, polyp surgery, scar tissue surgery, a doctor leaving the practice, uh, canceled transfer fibroids that were formed, uh, found, I should say, and I had fibroid surgery. I mean, it's just a long road that you don't really know what you're getting into when you step onto this path. Um, my husband and I were pretty naive when we embarked on this road and maybe that was a blessing. I didn't really know much about IVF at all, but, um, fortunately I had a lot of tools in my tool, my toolkit, that enabled me to get through really feeling empowered and in flow, if you will, knowing that I was an active participant on this path. There was a lot I could control. And because of all that I went through, I saw a huge need to step into this field and support others through coaching. You know, this emotional ride is is one that really changes your life forever. And unless you've lived it, you just have no idea like what it's all about. But it's some of the most meaningful work I've ever done in my life. I'm just so grateful that you're doing it. And mm -hmm. I've shared your website and your book with so many friends because I feel like on the um, sort of more clinical Western side, there's so much happening in the world of IVF. And it's just honestly incredible what they can do and magical. Mm -hmm. Just it like yeah. it is magic in the same exact way, I feel. And it's incredibly powerful. However, um, there's not a lot of holistic support, I guess, in the same way I'm, I have access to a doula or, um, some, you know, I've been referred to so many people and I just don't see the doctors in the IVF world sort of taking that approach with a lot of my friends. And so that's a huge piece of the journey. And you and I have talked about this at length and we will talk mm -hmm. about it today, but, I really believe firmly that it's just as important, the mindset work and the energy and, yeah. you know, all of that healing that we do on a metaphysical level to prepare our physical bodies, um, yes. for this incredible journey. So it's really beautiful what you're doing. And I happen to know, I was sharing a lot of people on this journey, because like you said, people don't plan to go on this journey. Um, but it's not very rare, actually. Um, yeah, one in eight couples or individuals are going through this. It's one in eight. Very common. And, and people say even maybe one in seven. I mean, likely, you know, somebody who's experiencing fertility challenges and, and often it's not talked about. Yeah. Um, which we're going to talk about. <laughs> Breaking stigma for sure. Yeah. So mm -hmm. the first thing I want to say is whether you are somebody that is experiencing fertility challenges, you're on the path of maybe um, you're curious about learning more about IVF and mm -hmm. this path to parenthood and, or you have a friend or family member that, you know, is experiencing this and are looking for more ways that you can support. Um, that's why I really wanted to have you on because I feel like one, it's not talked about. And mm -hmm. two, I'm sort of tapped out. Sometimes I feel like you said, if you haven't experienced it yourself, Self on how I can best support the women and birthing people in my life going through the journey. So before we jump into some of the deeper things I want to get to, if we could just for, you know, people who might be new to learning about IVF or, you know, I, I feel like there's some of these things like, 
IVF is definitely one of them. I feel like Ayurveda is one of them. And it's like, everyone thinks they know what it is, but Mm -hmm. then you realize that like, it's like with astrology, knowing your sun sign, like thinking, you know, astrology, right? (laughs) And so I would love for you to just give us sort of a 101 or an intro to what IVF is and mm-hmm. what I know it's very different for everyone, but what a common IVF journey mm-hmm. might look like for somebody. Yeah. So like I said, IVF stands for in vitro fertilization. And there are so many abbreviations when you get into this world as we we're chatting. IUI stands for intrauterine insemination. Um there are, it's a form of assisted reproductive technology or ART. And it's the route that we personally were led down. Um, Through testing, they can identify different factors that may be inhibiting one's ability to get pregnant. And in our case, we had male factor issues, um, which is often a third of the fertility challenges that are out there. It's not, you know, always a women's thing. It can be a male thing combination. I also had polyps that needed to be taken out. So ours was a combination. And, um, as I said, we were pretty like naive going into this and thinking that it's all going to happen in a timeline pretty quickly. And I was, (laughs) I was wrong about that. It's a timeline that you just need to throw that out the window. Um, There are different avenues for people to go with, say, a fresh embryo transfer versus a frozen embryo transfer. In our case, because I had polyps and and different surgeries I need to have done, we needed to have a frozen transfer. So that's when um, they first have women go through an egg retrieval. They take out your eggs. It's a minor surgery. They put you under. Um, and in the process, like leading up to that, you are kind of pumping yourself with hormones, shots, daily injections, they're monitoring your follicle growth. And, um, during that procedure, um, they remove your follicles. And, um, like I said, with a fresh transfer, they would take the sperm and inseminate right away and then go into a transfer. Typically, um, ours wasn't the case. So they take out the eggs, but they do fertilize and they'll often tell you how many fertilized eggs you had. Um, it's a, it's a lot of waiting. This whole process is a ton of waiting. (laughs) I'm so glad you mentioned that part because every time I'm either texting with or communicating with one of my friends in this process, they're waiting. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's a constant waiting game. I mean, just, you kind of like, it's a given when you're going on this ride. Right. Um, so that so, initial part that you're speaking about, we hear about a lot called freezing your eggs, right? Freezing your eggs, or yeah. freezing an embryo together, which is freezing mm-hmm. the fertilized egg exactly, and putting egg it on ice. They're creating these embryos, you know, with this technology that is miraculous, like you mentioned. Um, and there are so many situations where people do need this assisted reproductive technology. If you're a single woman, single man, same sex relationships, there are many situations where I'm so grateful for this technology that allows people to start and grow their family. Mm. Um, so yeah, same sex, any, anybody who is needing this, you know, it's, it's a wonderful option, but it's not a guarantee. I want to make that very clear. This is, does not guarantee that you have a baby. (laughs) Mm. So it's, um, it's, it's, putting a lot of hope into this process and, and money. <laughs> oh my goodness. Don't, yes. The financial, the financial investment is very high. Um, 
I mean, typical rounds can be 20 grand and there are about 18 states in the United States now that are, have fertility coverage. Colorado recently just passed a law here Ooh. where I live and yes, thankfully. So, um, but it unfortunately is, is not covered by many states and so many do need this, um, this technology to help them grow a family. So yeah, I mean, egg retrievals and, and then hopefully you get to a point where you can have a transfer, um, an embryo transfer, which is when they transfer the embryo into the woman's uterus. And we had about a year of waiting because of all of the surgeries and our little embryo was frozen. So we, my husband lovingly jokes, I'll share this with you. We had, we had a dot in the freezer. We nicknamed <laughs> our little embryo dot. A poppy seed dot. We didn't know boy or girl at the time and wanted to keep that element of surprise alive. So, um, found out at about 10 weeks that we were having a little girl. And, um, when you get to the point of having an embryo transfer, it's such a magical day. I mean, I don't know if you've ever heard much about that, Krista, but it's like when you are laying there and you're awake for this procedure and you see them zoom in this little Petri dish of your embryo, it's literally the size of a pin drop. And you cannot even believe like that is your child, right? Your embryo and transferring that little one into you. It's just a spark of light and it's so magical. Um, we only had one healthy embryo out of seven that were we had genetic, you know, testing for all of them and only one came back healthy. So that one is our true little miracle. And now she's four, four and a half. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Quite <laughs> so the process. And I'm just, thank you so much for sharing. And, you know, once that transfer happens, then, you know, you have to wait and hope and that yeah. It's another two week wait, the two week another wait. wait, you know? Oh. And so it's a lot of waiting it's a lot of emotions mm -hmm. and I want to personally ask you first, you know, what was the hardest part emotionally? Like you have a lot of these tools mm -hmm. and I do too, but I still find myself experiencing the raw emotions of this roller coaster that we've chosen to be on. Yeah. And I just want to honor like that piece of it because mm -hmm. the year, I mean, just the, it's just, it's, mm -hmm. it's so much money. It's so emotional. Like there's so much riding on this little dot and, <laughs> and it's, it's just, you know, beyond to me how women mm -hmm. deal with this. I mean, I even have a hard time being on social media right now looking at like these glowing pregnant mothers when I just feel like it's been really hard emotionally on my ego. I just want to know, you know, from your perspective, being who you were and, and having the tools that you did have what that initial process was like. Oh my goodness. So many things. I think for us to get one healthy embryo was, was a big deal to get to that point. Just knowing we had a chance, mm. you know, at a biological child, and we, we were riding on that one, right? It's like the, the, what ifs come to mind? What if this yeah. doesn't work? The, the unknown, right? All the unknown. And on top of what I was going through with IVF, my mom's health was also declining. So that was a big <laughs> challenge emotionally. The hardest thing I was going through all the hormones, striving to become a mom and seeing my own mom's health go down. So that was another thing compiled with with all I mean, of these life hormones. is still happening to life you. Life is still happening. I was yeah. working, you know, I mean, it was a really crazy time. Um, 
and relatively speaking, our process went smoother, right? I should say, than some people and I have clients have gone through nine and 10 cycles. I mean, it's, they've yeah. gone through miscarriage loss. I don't know what it's like to experience a pregnancy loss. I never have it, you know, endured that, but, um, with holding on for our one, I mean, that was just the hardest part was just, um, trusting, trusting that this was all happening for me and that I could allow the unfolding and just trust that it was all falling into place. I think that was truly the hardest, you know, just to get to that place. It's the holding on and the letting go. And we can talk a bit about that. How is it so important? Yeah. The mindset that you have, I remember, um, I have this friend and I still, I still follow her on social media. We've only met, like I knew her for like three months of my life, like a very blip in my life, but mm-hmm. her trust and faith in God. And that was what she placed her faith in, but it was the the trust that was just mind blowing to me. They had an incredible journey of IVF, like, ba- like, uh, you know, bad news after bad news after bad mm-hmm. news they finally went the adoption route and they had boys, twin boys home that then got taken away from that. Like, I mean, the work, like I would just have, and she kept saying like, God has a bigger plan for us. God has a bigger plan for us. And I just was so blown away during this with her mindset and how on earth she could be (laughs) so trusting. And it's, it's her watching her faith in like God and Jesus, really inspired me to go deeper into my own faith and what I really believe in long story short, they ended up getting pregnant and have an eight-year-old girl and they would have never had her right. If those twin boys had, so it just like, she, and she was like, this was God's plan all along. And they have this like healthy little girl. And anyway, it just, it's the long game. And I am not one to be trusting in the long game. And yet I believe that the mindset throughout this process is like incredibly important. Yeah. I mean, one thing I was just going to add to that. I mean, I think holding on to yourself through this ride, I mean, that was just so key. I knew that if I didn't take care of myself Hmm. and keep myself in a good place, like mentally, emotionally, spiritually, like that was really my priority going through this. And, and I'm sure it made a huge difference. Oh, I believe it is really a key to getting through this. Um, and that's part of why I stepped into this work. It breaks my heart to see so many women lose themselves through this ride. And when you enter into motherhood, you really want to come from this whole place, you know, feeling lit up inside and feeling the joy and living your life. And um, that's not often the feelings you typically feel when you're going through IVF. <laughs> no. So I want to talk about what you do and why this is. so important and how you are supporting so many. We were talking before this. I, I love this sort of hybrid approach to birth, Mm -hmm. which is very much this like primal, intuitive, spiritual, right. Metaphysical experience, but I love my OB and I love my doctors and I love getting blood work done and seeing the data and understanding what's going on. But the way that my OB reads me a scan versus the way my doula, who I'm seeing now as my guide and my coach reads me a scan 
is just night and day. Love them both, super valuable information, but I need both. And I, I often find in, in this world of IVF, I see so many of my friends going through all the steps of the Western medical route, but not holding themselves or taking care of themselves Mm -hmm. in that spiritual, metaphysical, energetic way, which with the IVF journey, I might even argue without knowing is even more important mm-hmm. um, because like you said, it's such a long process. It's such a roller coaster and women can lose themselves. And so I would love for you to share just the importance of having a guide on this journey mm-hmm. and really why you stepped into that work and more about that. Yeah. I can't reinforce it enough. I feel like the medical team is essential like your doctor and your connection with your doctor, you, you need to have a good relationship and know that they have your back. You know, that's the first step. I mean, your clinic and your team are very essential. And the only other professional that I was really introduced to going through this was an acupuncturist. So that was, they said, that's it for a while. I mean, it was kind of like after my first egg retrieval and when I had, so my first four embryos were not healthy. They weren't genetically viable, if you will. And so we went through another round of egg to, you know, a second egg retrieval. And at that point they were like, Oh, you might want to consider acupuncture. And I was like, Oh, okay. Well, that'd be nice to know about all the supports available from the get-go. Like um, $40,000 ago, you know, like, <laughs> we had some health insurance covering it. Totally, but, it, but like, I, I find that my friends on, on the path to haven't stepped into the acupuncture or even been, I expressed that, that, right. Mm -hmm. That this could be a benefit until like deeper down the journey than one would. I mean, I didn't know an IVF coach existed and that's honestly partly why I created this. I said, everyone should have a guide to walk alongside them on this very emotional roller coaster, (laughs) the highs and the lows to have someone that has been there that gets the lingo that understands what this game is all about. I mean, the waiting, the, the painful highs and lows, um, yeah, it was a service that I honestly saw lacking and I had a wonderful fertility doctor and all of these doctors do their best to support their clients. But sometimes I feel like the emotional part of this is not often in the real house. They, they don't have the time or the, the resources always to, to tend to the tender parts of, of this ride. You know, to help guide team. You know, it's not (laughs) Yeah, I think the more people that you resonate with, that you align with, to add onto your team. I mean, there's so many new specialties now with fertility hypnotherapists, and there's fertility nutritionists, fertility yoga, um, and I do Reiki too. You know, that was hugely helpful for me going through IVF and got certified in it myself because I was like, wow, this is this is hugely important. Just all the energetics, as you were mentioning, it's, it's not often looked at within the medical field. And that's a a huge component of getting through this ride, feeling aligned and, and the energy is everything. (laughs) I just, I mean, I a hundred percent agree, but it's nice to hear you, the expert and coach say that, you know, because I often say facts are not what's informing what's coming out of my mouth. Like it's (laughs) most of the time it's very intuitive and just, well, this is what I think. And I got on this kick, which I shared about on my solo episode. And when we've talked before, I was seeing a healer down in 
uh, Mexico and I actually prepped my body, mind, spirit for six months before we tried again after my miscarriage. And it was so important, even that like that six months mm-hmm. of how I thought and how I talked to myself and how I envisioned my future and my baby and my business and just all of these things, I think played such a big role. Like I was warming up to conception. And when I was seeing this healer, I was asking him about, you know, getting pregnant and whatever. And he said, I wish that I could just tell women they have to be in their parasympathetic sympathetic state in order to get pregnant. Now take this for what it is, because this was, you know, a fun healer down in Mexico, but I took this very seriously. And my husband like jokes, um, that I came home and I had this intention to set a sanctuary in our home for the time that we were trying to conceive. And I did not work. I did not go on social media. And he was like, she's changed. Like, oh my God, this is my new wife. He's like, turns out as soon as that week was over, she went right back to, you know, being her crazy (laughs) self. But during that time, the access that I had to like that deep feminine wisdom, I call it my body wisdom and just doing yin yoga every day and getting into that deeply receptive, deeply parasympathetic state, I feel made all the difference that week and will continue to now with these waves of nausea I get in these sort of, I call them like, I'm in a weather window right now because I'm like not sick, but like the weather's going to come back in and it forces me to be in my parasympathetic, like Mm -hmm. to the point where I'm too sick to be in fight or flight. And I find it really fascinating that that's my journey just because I was so hardcore about creating this space for myself and how hard that must be on the path to IVF when there's just so many unknowns and you have to wait and you're in doctor's offices and, you know, it just is not your home. It's not your bed. And so how we can help people prepare mentally and and spiritually for this process. You talked about one of your services being like a pre-implantation sort of session where you like, I want you to talk more about this, but like how you help, um, your clients sort of prep for that experience. And I'm so happy you're talking about this. I feel like you're right. Individuals on this ride are often in a heightened state. The sympathetic state is an overdrive, (laughs) right? Fight flight. We're trying to survive. We're trying to just get through this. And a lot of women are in the doing energy, right? We're trying to do it all and we're not doing enough. We need to do more. So thank you for bringing up that very important part of it, of stepping into the feminine of the receiving and the being. I'm all about moving from a doing energy to more of a being energy to embody the mother that you are on this path, you know, like really stepping into this and shifting the way you're going about this ride and it transforms you. You're right. I mean, you don't know the path of IVF, but you know, many who do, who are going through it. And just in your own personal experience, it changes you. I mean, I always say that the path of IVF, it tests you, it challenges you, but it also transforms you. Mm. And I am such a different, I think more enhanced, evolved person, woman from this experience It's deepened in my own sense of self-discovery and having that inner peace. And and like you said, your body's 
wisdom, trusting that, like if I can get through that, I feel like I can get through anything. <laughs> like it's really been that transformative. <laughs> I I couldn't, I feel that like being this sick. Um, cause I feel like that's sort of my journey is how sick I've, I've been during pregnancy mm-hmm. and it's so transformative. I was texting with a friend recently and I was like, I feel like I can do anything. <laughs> right. Like it's, it's incredibly power. empowering, but I love how, when you talked mm-hmm. about that moment of transfer how like at peace and and grateful and trusting you were Mm -hmm. and how you help people who have maybe had like four or five like you said nine failed rounds like get into that space and and understand one how important it is Mm -hmm. but two actually getting there because I know how important the parasympathetic state is but it's work. That is the gift. It's it's the transformation. I see women when they shift into this space of just, they let go. They're in this place of safety within their body, trusting in the unfolding of it all. Like they can actually enjoy the process more instead of trying to like force it to go a certain way. It's really a key to manifestation, right? Letting go of the, how this is all going to work and trusting that it is happening for you. Um, so yeah, thanks for touching upon the, uh, the services I offer. I mean, Reiki is one of them that I include in my packages and I've seen such powerful, um, effects from having a session either. I just did one recently with a woman who had a transfer and I saw her the day after and Mm -hmm. just really holding that space and that energy of this is all working out for you. And she's pregnant. It was just amazing, but Ah. I mean, my heart. It, it's so, it's so special. And, um, really when you've gotten to the place of the transfer, it's like the hard work. Yes. The hard work is sort of over at that point, but not really because you still have all of this waiting and you're still looking for, you know, at the seven around seven weeks to hear the heartbeat. Right. And each milestone is, is worth celebrating. It's like to get to, I have a client, right. She's gone through nine rounds and she's now 16 weeks pregnant. And it's just, you have a lot of scares, you know, you have different things that happen. Um, the journey doesn't stop once you get pregnant. It's like a constant, like, wow, just to get to the end of this, you know, and, and I don't want to even say it it ever goes away because once you've gone through fertility challenges, they do, they're part of you forever. I mean, I, I know many individuals who, still, you know, they're pregnant and they're still in that place of sometimes fear or even beyond, right. To, to some are trying to grow their family and have more children and experiencing difficulties. And it's just, it's something that for the women, when you've gone through this, like it really changes you. Yeah. Yeah. It's really powerful. I would love for you to share a little bit more about your miracle mindset, because I know we have a lot of our witchiness in common and, um, just how important not only the mindset is, but what, what is the miracle mindset and why are you so into it? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, it's so funny because I think back to when I was young and having this attitude of just really expecting good things to happen. And that this became a mantra of mine going through IVF. And I found even a canvas, I have it here in my office, you know, always expect something wonderful to happen. That became a mantra. And that's part of really the essence of the miracle mindset. It's living in a place of possibility, living in a hopeful, empowered place where, and I do this with my life through concert tickets, you know, let's meet the band. And my friends are like, no way. How are you going to do that? Well, just follow me. We're going to make it happen. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, it's a really fun way of living and um, you can do it with parking, right? Or I do that. Yeah. I mean, all kinds of things. I handed Oprah a letter once I got to be on Ellen's 12 days of giveaways for a Christmas show. I was like in the audience with my friend. I'm like, something's coming. I feel that something is happening. Something's going to happen. And they surprise the whole audience to come back for 12 days giveaways. It's like, it's just a fun way to live when you're in this miracle mindset. And then you just notice the daily miracles appear, right? Trusting the signs, trusting the symbols, which I know you're all about. And it's just a way to enhance more magic in your day, right? Like, yeah, that's a and little it, bit about it. Doesn't it. Necess- I love that it came naturally to you mm-hmm. and it was definitely something I had to learn. My husband, I remember asking him when we just early days started dating, you know, mm-hmm. what keeps you up at night? And he was like, nothing. It's like, what? <laughs> what? So it's like, I just fundamentally believe everything's going to be okay. Oh, and it was this moment where I was like, you can live like that. And I really credit him and maybe should tell him this, um, (laughs) because I'm just processing this verbally with you now (laughs) that that was sort of that first almost aha moment I had. And, oh, wow. There's like people going through their day that aren't fear-based, that mm-hmm. aren't thinking the worst case scenario, that aren't seeing, you know, fear and, and scarcity and whatever. Mm-hmm. And you get to really choose how you see your life. And, and now obviously I've done so much work and I, I understand completely that my inner reflects my outer, right. Mm-hmm. And I can control actually a lot of what I see and feel and think about the world, but it didn't come naturally. And Mm -hmm. so I have mantra, I have prayer, I have angel Mm -hmm. cards, right? I have so many sort of external little reminders to help me drop into that miracle mindset. Mm -hmm. And I, I love that you use Reiki so much in your work because when I got certified for the first time in Reiki, I saw the world differently. Like I was thinking blades of grass. I was seeing flowers bloom in just like a different way. And ever since I've made it such an, uh, key point in my life and in my business and in what I teach around mindset. Like we start everything now that I teach with mindset first, and then we can get into the tactics and whatever, because I really have seen in business specifically, which I do know that mindset is everything. So we can have the same launch, the same size email list, the same amazing offer pricing, you name it. One, one person has this super scarcity mindset. They're afraid to invest in marketing and I can see it from the beginning. And I have another person who, like you said, is just so trusting Mm. in the process and the miracle mindset and the abundance. And it's incredible how much better one campaign does. And I can't imagine it being much different in life, right? Or getting pregnant or on the IVF journey. And I've seen some of my friends who are so stressed out and they're so upset and they have so much going on in their life and they're going in for this transfer, an egg retrieval. And my heart's just like in, you know, in pieces for them because I I'm like, you're spending so much money on this, but we're missing a key piece, which is the mindset that we're bringing into this. And I've seen firsthand how it affects business and life. So of course it's going to affect every other aspect and how we can help remind people that. So for the people that it might not come naturally, Mm -hmm. how do you support your clients with this during their process? 
Oh gosh, that's a good question. Well, I just wanted to also add, I think how I came to this realization as well is, is part of the background in my profession. I, I started as an occupational therapist hmm. and I worked I've worked for over 20 years in that field where, you know, seeing people at their lowest and from the very young to the very old elderly, you know, people who have different disabilities, limitations, um, and age factors. I mean, I really got a firsthand look at how precious and fragile life is. Mm. And I think that also shaped the way that I've gone about my life and recognizing, you know, really to make the most of life and that we do have a choice, right? We can, um, we can get up and move forward. And my mom always said life, you can't always control what happens to you, but you can control how you react to it. And so helping individuals recognize that is a choice that you have the power of choice of choosing do you want to make this harder than needed? Or do you want to step into a space where it can be a lot lighter and more fun and more magical? And we always have that, that choice. Um, that's one way I do serve clients and just shedding light. That's a really great reminder is just, Mm -hmm. you know, you get to choose and it's sort of like empowering them to Mm -hmm. decide in that moment. And I know empowerment is a huge part of Mm -hmm. your work. And, you know, if you want to share a little bit more about that piece of it and just how you're empowering people on this journey, Mm -hmm. just sort of, I mean, (laughs) their power back, right? Like, like take it. I, I had a client say to me recently, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And and, and da, 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 around marketing. Meanwhile, she has like one of the most successful brands and companies. And I was like, I just want to throw that power back to you <laughs> and let you know, like you've gotten this far and you've been this successful. So you actually do know what you're doing and like your intuition and your gut. Right. But we have to like, I'm, I'm really seeing this a lot with some of my friends on the path to motherhood right now. Like there's this what's the word? Like, um, I feel like I don't know instead of like remembering that I do know, right. Like there's almost this, like giving the power away to the doctor, giving the power away to to trust themselves through this. Right. Right. You, you're putting all of your hope and faith externally from you. And I think that's a big mistake. It's, it's being lit up inside, trusting, your own intuition, (laughs) you know, knowing your body, knowing when something feels off, doesn't feel right. That goes for anything really. Right. Um, but I am so passionate about helping individuals embrace this ride versus fight it. You know, you have to come to a place of acceptance that you need some support to start or grow your family. And once you get to that place of acceptance, you can really like move forward and, move forward with more open arms versus like pushing back and fighting and resisting. And the more we try to push, the further away we get from our goal. That's such such a key thing for, I think, individuals to know it's, it's about the receiving. It's about the trusting and that feminine energy. There's a, there's enough of the masculine energy of the doing right. And like, let the doctors handle the procedures, the protocols, the medications, let them handle all that. You do not need to take that on. And I'm all about what can you focus on? It's your self-care. It's your mindset. It's stepping into alignment, having a community of like-minded individuals to support you. Community is everything feeling like you're not putting your life on hold. 
you're not giving your power to IVF. You're, you're not, you know, stop limiting your joy. It's just, it's so clear to me, but I know it's not for many individuals. Like I want to just help people like light up their life and just embrace the path, (laughs) which is easier said than done. I totally get it, but I have lived it and I know it's possible. And it's, it's why I do this work. (laughs) I'm just so grateful you do. And thank Mm -hmm. you so much for sharing so vulnerably about your journey through this as well, because I think that just adds a whole nother layer. Like, yes, you're the expert, but you're also the human Mm -hmm. who has gone through it. And I find that to be really important, even when choosing a doula, the fact that one, she has kids, right? Because that's important to me that she's gone through birth Mm -hmm. and two, that she's had a miscarriage. Like that felt really safe for me. Um, and sometimes, you know, the doctors we're seeing or, the people that we're sometimes giving our power to haven't actually experienced it. And like you said, I do think that that's really important to find. Mm -hmm. I'm finding that with my pregnancy, like I'm just like, the only people I text are my other pregnant mom friends or people who have gone through it and they know what's happening before I do. And it's like such an exhale that they want to hold me in this way. So I'm glad that you touched on community as well, Mm -hmm. but I would love for you to share how people can sort of find you and work with you. And if somebody's listening to this and wants to share you with their friend on the path, Mm -hmm. um, what the next steps would be and where people can find more information. Oh, thank you. Yes. I hang out on Instagram probably the most. And my handle is IVF manifesting a miracle. My website is also that IVF manifesting a miracle, um, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, I have a YouTube channel with a lot of resources and feature, uh, talks with my fertility doctor called clinical conversations. So I definitely am all about the science as well. I let the doctor speak on that and, um, we cover all the hot topics in the fertility um, arena. And then I also feature soul sisters and I've done one with you. So grateful, um, where it's helping women stay empowered on their path. So that those are on my YouTube under Lisa white IVF manifesting a miracle and my book, hold on babies on Amazon. So yeah, I just love connecting with women, individuals on this path and here to support you. I love this. And we'll link all of this, of course. And I was just hoping you could maybe share as we wrap up just any prayers that you might have for somebody listening that's on their journey, that's struggling with fertility, or just who comes into your world and comes through your work and what your prayer is for these people. Oh, that's beautiful. I would encourage individuals to, to lean in, to know that they're always being guided on this path that, um, really when we get quiet and we listen, we go within, this is such an inner journey that you do have the answers within you that, um, just allow yourself to feel the range of emotions, give yourself permission to know what you're going through is extremely hard. And many have walked this path and many are here to hold space for you to guide you through this difficult journey and just holding the intention that motherhood that's in your heart, your desire, that it's meant for you, that it is coming true for you in one way or another, however, it's going to happen for you. Trust that 
you're on your right path. Mm. That's so beautiful. And I just think that that is so true. I really believe whatever we desire is already ours and it just might look a little different and take a little bit longer, but I really, really believe whatever it is you desire is already yours. And that's one of my favorite mantras when my anxious mind's getting the best. (laughs) So we're definitely going to share all about how people can get in touch with you and connect with you. And I just find you to be such a wealth of knowledge and inspiration and positivity when the IVF journey can feel quite dark and quite heavy. And the fact that, you know, we call it a miracle and really owning the magic of the IVF process in the same way you would, you know, any other life experience. It's pretty incredible what's possible. And I'm just so grateful that you're doing this work. Thank Thank you so much for your time. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Krista. This is so good. What a great (laughs) chat for everyone listening. My goal here is to just, you know, find new ways to support my community and obviously this topic of just parenthood, motherhood, and the total physical and emotional journey that we go on to get there, right? Because (laughs) it doesn't just begin with, oh, I want to be a mom. I want to have kids. Okay. Well, that means you have to get pregnant, you know, and that means you have to, so there's like a lot that happens, I think. And having that intention of parenthood and having children has always been like my number one thing, even throughout all my business and all my relationship. I just always knew I wanted to be a mom and I'm now very passionate about other people on the path to who who want this too, because it's really miraculous. I mean, the miracle We've already talked about witchy baby, right? We've already talked about like, <laughs> oh yeah. Witchy baby's coming. I'm so excited. Thank you so much to everyone oh, listening. You. <laughs> Share this and um, please write us with feedback. Get in touch with Lisa. We're holding you. We're loving you. And until next time, keep growing. <laughs>